Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Alyssa, your host. Today, I'm celebrating the 75th episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, and I only thought it was appropriate to have the mindset life coach, Cami Kennedy, who has been on the podcast several times to come back on, and basically, she takes over the show and she does teaching and she gives us some value. So it's a really great show. I hope you really enjoy it. And enjoyed it. Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. And Cammy, I just noticed it. We actually have to get an in-person picture so I can put it up there because you are the reason behind Chats from the Blog Cabin. You gave me that push. Yes, I will absolutely take you up on that. And I think we should do it at the farm with a cow. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely the cow. Exactly. Okay. We'll, we'll plan that then. <laughs> okay. For those of you that don't know, this is Cami Kennedy. She's a life coach, mindset coach. Um, she actually pushed me to start Chats from the Blog Cabin. So I thought it was only appropriate that she would be here for the 75th episode. Can you believe it's been 75 episodes now? I mean, I'm so impressed because I'm like, really, has it been that long? And you've done so, like, you've done so many, like three per week to get to 75. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so true. So I decided this time I was like I did with the 50th with Lisa because Lisa was in that whole little thing. Mm-hmm. I decided I want to let you take kind of take control and take the reins today. Oh, I love that. I can do that for sure. I'm one of those people who is strange um, that like loves a microphone and that loves cameras. And I know most people are not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I-, I will take the floor, certainly. And first of all, I want to recognize you because the person you are today, like how you've grown into your potential over the past 10 months is absolutely phenomenal. And you are literally a walking, talking, breathing testament to what changing your mindset does in terms of changing your life. So I just want to recognize you for that, first of all. And thank you for having me on. So I wanted to do, uh, I'll do a quick introduction. And I was, I was thinking about how to describe myself to people because what I realize is that when people look at me, we all do this, right? We make judgments mm-hmm. on people. We're like, oh, she just grew up like this and she had all the money and like, oh, you know, we just have these ideas and all the things. So I think it's important to understand a little bit about my background. I actually grew up in a small town in Western Pennsylvania and I grew up without a lot of money. I mean, I would still say I was, I was privileged. We had enough to eat, um, but, you know, I was shopping at thrift stores. I lived in a trailer. You know, it wasn't luxurious or glamorous by any means. And I was, uh, my mom, my mom and dad got divorced and my mom got remarried and there was a verbally and physically abusive situation in my life from the age of five until fifth grade. And so those are really uh, impressionable time periods in your life when, you know, when you're, you're young and you have adults in your life that maybe say things to you and you start to embody them and believe them. And so as a kid, I was a good athlete uh, and, and good, at, good at school, but I was kind of on the outskirts partying and getting into drugs. And um, my history was I ended up getting arrested at 19. Like I got in trouble a lot for drinking and drugs and alcohol. I dated somebody who sold heroin. I ended up smoking crack at one point. And the reason I say this is because when people see me now and they look at me, they're like, mm, no, I don't believe like, they actually don't believe it. And I'm like, well, it's true. Um, and so what kind of got me out of that situation was when I was 19, I moved to California. 
my grandparents live there. And the reason I actually moved is because I got arrested and kicked off the volleyball team. So I was like, well, I'm out of here. Um, so I moved to California. But guess what? I found another group of people that was kind of on the same path. And I kept going down that road, even though I was getting a degree in molecular cell biology. I was smart. Uh, but there was this deep underlying issue of self-worth, of not feeling like I was good enough. And that's really now what I help people with is feeling like you're good enough to actually have the life that you desire. So long story short, I went through a nine year period of being with a covert narcissist. And I, so basically I was acting as the codependent in that relationship, which basically means I was a people pleaser. I just did whatever he wanted. I, I didn't have my own values. I let him tell me what to do. And it wasn't until about five years ago when I started hiring my own coaches that I realized I am better than this. I deserve more than this. And that's when I transformed my own life and I stepped into life coaching. So now what I do is I help people who are overly critical of themselves mm -hmm. and they're stuck in perfectionism, procrastination, or overwhelm. I help them get from that place into clarity, certainty, and confidence. Mm -hmm. And today, what I wanted to do is share, I always want to give really great value for free. Like, because if you can take this, and I'll tell you this, just like you did, you did one of my free challenges and you transform mm -hmm. your whole life from just mm -hmm. taking action on that one thing. Yep. So I'm going to tell anybody watching now or watching the replay, if you're actually connected, you're listening, you're tuned in, you are going to get something from this that will change your life. Even if it's just a seed that's planted and then you remember it in March and you're like, oh yeah, it, it will transform you if you allow it to actually settle into your subconscious and be open to the ways that you've been thinking not serving you. Mm -hmm. And um, the language that I use about my clients is a little, uh, sometimes it's gentler, but I was asking one of my male clients this week to share his story and he said, I just want people to know that what they're doing is wrong. <laughs> and I was laughing and I was like, that's a little harsh. Like I would, I actually wouldn't say that to people, but it truly is. If you're thinking wrong, then your life turns out wrong. And then you're wondering why everything in your life looks wrong. And it comes back to your thinking. Mm -hmm. So I am going to quote him and say that you're thinking wrong. And if you're open, this is the problem with perfectionism. We don't want to be wrong. So we just want to keep being right and being miserable and looking at our lives and being like, see, life sucks. See, nothing ever good happens for me. And oh, we came from this town, so we can't have money or, you know, all of these stories. So if you're willing to look at the ways that you've been thinking wrongly and just assess them without judgment, then you're going to get something out of this. So that's what I want to say first off is be open to the possibility that your brain has been thinking in wrong ways. And I'm going to teach you some ways to think in right ways. Uh, and again, I don't really use right or wrong. What I use is, is it useful? Is it serving you? Because we came up with these habits and patterns and thoughts to protect mm -hmm. ourselves. So at one point, they probably served us. At one point, they kept us safe. At one point, you know, especially the growing up how I grew up, I grew up where I needed to be very defensive and very tough and very angry because that's the experience I was having in my childhood. But when it became to interacting with people and realizing like, I can't be this way 
just because somebody else modeled it to me when I was a kid. And so I had to redo every single way that I thought about the world. And the person I am today is, mm-hmm. is completely different than who I was in high school, college, and even five years ago. So that's the second, that's, that's another thing is if you want a different life, you must become a different person. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to have the same thought patterns and do the same things. Uh, you must actually become a different person to have different results. So these are the three, if, if you're a note taker in the world, I have a lot of people that are note takers. If you're a note taker, I have these three steps, calling it kind of a power pattern system. These three steps is what I teach in my academy, in my one-on-one, in my coaching certification. And when you start to take these on and implement them and actually embody them, this is when your life begins to change. So I'll tell you them, I'll give you an overview first. The first one is possibilities. The second one is power patterns. And then the third one is powerful potential. And right now these don't mean anything to you, they're just words, but I'm gonna break it down for you. So number one is possibilities. When you can start with realizing that there is an infinite amount of possibility for your life, and you can start to get really curious and really open up to maybe your life looking different than what you've been told was available for you. Or you know, people from our town can only have this, or we can only make this amount of money, or you're only gonna date this type of person and marry this type of person. If you can start to step into the field of infinite possibility, this is one of the first steps. You know, when you and I did your vision, well, when you did your first vision board, you put on there one of the housewives. Mm-hmm. And that was just not really in your vocabulary to be like, that is possible. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you said, this is possible for me, and you set it into motion, all of a sudden it literally happened, but yep. it came from it first being possible. So I wanted to, I told you I was going to ask you some questions too. <laughs> I'm curious on, when you made that transition from impossibility or like just it's not even on my radar, it's not possible or available for me, when did you make that transition into maybe this could happen and I'll just put it on my vision board and I know you didn't think it would happen this year, but you're probably like maybe a couple years down the, lo- the road, but what, what shifted for you to start being open to that being a possibility for you, either that or any other things that you've done this year? Honestly, I think, the challenge that you did with the create, believe, conquer challenge. And you challenged us to get in because it was like a competition. Like Mm -hmm. you got the most points you got to win. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to get that, you know, that just sparked something inside of me, like a create creativity inside of me that I just, my creative side just went into overdrive. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I remember I gave you guys bonus points. I think you got 10 bonus points to go live and you were like, I'm doing it. I'm going live. And I hated to be in front of the camera and now look at me. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, and you just hop on really casually now. And you're like, oh, hey, this is just my show. Welcome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, now, and here's something that people can do. Of course, there's a bunch of free challenges in the world, but you can also do what's called gamifying your life. So you can gamify your own life so that it feels fun for you so that each day you can give yourself a point system or you can give yourself a reward for doing the thing. So I'm going to give an example. Most people only celebrate when something quote unquote big happens. Somebody gets married, you know, you made the million dollars, you know, you got a book published, whatever the big thing is. 
But what if you actually celebrated what I call, which is we'll get to the third step. What if you celebrated just practicing, just showing up? So you showed up, you did your first live. At the end of the live, you just got up and you danced and you were like, yes, I'm so amazing. And you started to just celebrate every single step along the way. Here's what's really interesting too. Let's say you're in a sales position or you're in a position where you, you know, you need to put yourself out there and you know you're going to get rejected. You know you're going to get told no, but you also know the more no's you have, the more opportunity you have to get a yes. So instead of beating yourself up, feeling bad for getting the no, celebrate that, hop up out of your chair and be like, yes, I did it. Like, great, I got on another phone call or I made another blog post or I went on a live again and I'm doing the thing. And I know and trust and believe that by doing the thing, by showing up as the version of myself that I desire to be, I know it's going to create what I call a positive snowball effect mm -hmm. and things are going to start happening in my life. So gamify, do whatever you can do. And inside, um, in my intensive called Manifest Abundance Now, and for the next four weeks, for the next 30 days, I've come up with this game that's called The Great Penny Adventure. And so for 30 days straight, we are going to use pennies to create abundance in our life. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing to think about. You know, if you're wanting to create a lot of abundance and you're like, I want this amount of money in my bank account. Well, you better be celebrating the penny that you find on the street mm -hmm. and the penny that you find in your couch, right? Because right now, I guarantee you, if we all went and looked in our house, how many pennies do you have? And if you can like collect your pennies and go, oh my gosh, I have 100 pennies, then you've just invested 100 moments of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And the more your energy and you know this, your vibration and your emotions are raised, the more you start to attract things. So what I do actually on my desk is I put a $100 bill and I put a dollar bill. And the reason why is because these are the same thing. They're just paper. But we are the ones who decide, ooh, this, is, this $100 is harder to get than this dollar whenever it's absolutely not true. This $100 is the same as a penny. Energetically, you could technically find $100 on the ground, right? Like there's a story of a book. Um, there's a book out there that, it has a swear word in it, so I, I, but I do want to recommend it to your audience, but I don't want to swear. Um, it is called Get Rich Lucky Bee. You know, it rhymes mm -hmm. with, right? Um, and it's by Denise Duffield Thomas, and she teaches about manifestation, so I would highly recommend that book. But she actually talked about being in this manifestation process, and they are driving down the street in her car, and a, literally an actual real wad of cash flies up against the windshield and all of these $100 bills just start flying. Like this is a real thing that actually happened in her life. Wow. And it's because, so I'm like, it hasn't happened to me yet, but like it is, this is how those things really start to happen for you. So trust and believe that there is an infinite field of possibilities. And another thing that you can do is start to look for evidence because here's what we normally do. We look for evidence of how the world sucks, it's horrible, you know, I don't subscribe to this whole 2020 is horrible. Like it's not, we are still alive. We are still breathing. Our families are here. We have our homes. And again, I know there's been challenges, but when you look at what you still have, just the fact that we're on an internet connection now mm -hmm. means that we still have a lot. So your words are powerful. What you choose to listen to and let into your field is going to influence you. So look for evidence of people doing well at this time. Look for evidence of people who are overcomers. I like to look at stories of people like Nelson Mandela. I like to look at people who have been in 
a prisoner of war for six years. And I start to think if they can get through that with only their mind and they can come out of it and be successful and impact and influence the world, then of course I can with whatever financial thing or relational thing is going on in my life. So look for evidence of others who are like you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to see somebody who came from a similar background to you so that you can believe that it is also possible for you. Okay. So that was number one, infinite possibilities and actually feel into them. So you can do this through vision boarding. You can do this through a visualization. You can literally just sit down and say, okay, I don't know how much I believe this, but I'm just going to daydream. I'm just going to daydream. And as you daydream, you get into the feeling and you're like, ooh, oh, cool. I could have this house or I could mm-hmm. have this car or whatever. I, it, I could. It's possible. And I also... I pulled a card for today because I've been teaching manifestation for this past week. And I want to bring this up because some of you are already triggered by the word manifestation. So I want to address that right now. You're already triggered. And if you're triggered, that is an opportunity for growth. That is an opportunity for you to look within and say, ooh, why is this triggering me? What story is coming up for me? What am I thinking and believing? And what I found is most people think that as soon as we say manifest is that we're leaving God out of the equation. Mm And it's like, oh, now we're just taking responsibility for our life. Well, let me break it down for you. We have our own free will. And God is literally up there wanting to bless us 100% of the time. But because we have our own free will, he cannot make us walk in a direction. He cannot be like, hey, I'm trying to give you this. That is our choice. So what I think of manifesting is aligning with God's blessings. Because you could be. And we certainly are most of the time blocking the blessings. He's waiting for us to be receptive. He's like, I want to give you this, but we're walking around grumbling or walking around complaining. We're saying, I don't like all these things. And he's like, "Uh, I don't think you're ready for what I'm trying to give you. Right. So this is the other thing. Yes. So I wanted to address that because I know some people are triggered by the language that we use. So it's literally just aligning with God's will. Right. And we pray for God's will all the time. Um, But a lot of times when we pray for God's will, we pray from a very low um, vibration and a very low worthiness. So we're like, oh God, I just, I don't, I don't deserve anything and please bless me, but I'm horrible. Like, so we're like contradicting it, right? God made us in his image. We are amazing. We are beautiful. We are already abundant. We are healthy. We have breath in our life. Why can't we say, thank you, God, for blessing me. And thank you for this. Start to receive it in advance instead of, again, contradicting God's handiwork. By saying, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. God literally made you. He does not make crap. He doesn't make junk. He doesn't make lemons. He made you specifically in your body, with your strengths and weaknesses, with your family story, with all of it for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And he wants to bless you. And this is another thing that came up uh, when I pulled this card. So it says, and this this deck is uh, called Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein. It's a spiritual book. It's pretty good. Um, but it is a little bit more on the woo-woo side. Um, so if you are coming from a Christian background, it may be triggering for you. But again, I invite you to start learning maybe some different perspectives. I remember when I first watched the um, the movie, it's a Christian movie called The Shack, when I read the book mm-hmm. and then I watched the movie. Some people I think thought it was like, oh, that's like blasphemous and like, what is it? But that portrayal of the relationship we create, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and uh, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God, Mm -hmm. 
it broke it down for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I understand. So sometimes we just need to hear things from a different perspective, which is why I would recommend this book. Here's the card I pulled today. True manifesting is about receiving what is of the highest good for all. So I want you to release yourself from, you're not greedy if you want money. You're not greedy if you want a bigger house, if you want a better car. You're not taking away anything from anybody by wanting something like that. And listen, you're not going to get it anyway if it's not for the highest good. So release the responsibility of you feeling, you know, some type of way about asking for material things. Here's how I see this. If you want a bigger house, think about how the that's going to bless people. Now you invite people over. Now somebody can stay in your spare bedroom whenever they don't have a place to stay. Now your kids' friends can come over and maybe they don't have a good home life. Think about, just think about all of the things that can happen from you having a larger house. And of course, yes, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to love it, but you're not taking away from anybody else from wanting something material. Also think about if you have a nice bed that costs $2,000, you sleep really well and now you're able to impact people because you're not sleeping on this old mattress anymore, right? So I think sometimes we feel like we're greedy and we block our blessings because we feel guilty because there are others who don't have. But remember, us having more doesn't take away from somebody else. In fact, us having more allows us to give more. And I only work with people who have good hearts, who have good intentions. So I'm only supporting those in their manifestation and in their dreams who do have the intention to impact on a global scale in a good way. So I'm going to release you from all of that. All right. Number two, this is what I call power patterns. So power patterns is anything that is going to move you forward in your life. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about the patterns that you already have. And one of mine was grumbling in the morning and waking up and being not a morning person and just waking up already mad about my life. That's one of the first things that you can change as a pattern, as a habit is to wake up in affirmation, wake up in gratitude, even if your body is still kind of groggy. What I do is I wake up and I either in my head or out loud will say, thank you for this breath of life. Like, thank you for my first breath upon waking. Thank you for this bed. Thank you, you know, just thank you for everything. I know today is gonna be a good day. I'm so excited for this day. And the words you speak over your life are going to affect what you experience. So starting with a morning routine that feels good to you, and it may not be the same for everybody. You can do meditation, you can do EFT, you can just go for a walk, you can be in nature. But that first, those first moments upon waking, and I know some of you have young kids, and I don't have a newborn yet, um, so I know some of these things may be challenging, but what I do is I look for, for evidence of people who have kids who are still able to have a morning routine, of people who put their self-care first because they know that's going to enable them to serve their family at a higher level. Mm -hmm. My husband knows that now too. Like he knows I need my meditation time because I'm a little, little snappy if I don't have it. So he's like, yeah, just go do that. Like he knows it's good for him, like to let me just be in there by myself for an hour. Um, so let's talk about meditation too, really quickly. Cause I think this is another good triggering word, especially coming from a Christian background where we sometimes are like, what is that? I don't believe, like, that's just scary. And I don't know what's happening here. Meditation is simply from the scripture, be still and know that I'm God. 
It is you literally connecting to God, source, universal energy, whatever you believe in, instead of the prayer thing where you're like prayer complaining or you're like prayer crying. And you're just like, and I did this for seven years in that relationship. I was just like, why God, why? And he's basically like, you're not asking me the right question. Mm -hmm. You're not ma- you're not taking responsibility for your life. You know, I was with this guy for so long on my own free will. And I just kept crying and praying and crying and praying like, God, change him. But I needed to be in that situation so that I could change myself so that I could feel worthy so that I could exit that relationship and into a new relationship. And I'm now happily married to an amazing man. Um, but meditation is receiving. I feel like it is the ultimate form of receiving inspiration, of deep, deep love, of, of connection. We are so connected with this internet that is disconnecting us from mm-hmm. God, from nature, from, and I know you have your morning routine and your walks. You know that feeling of being out there and you see a deer or, and you're like, God, is that you? Yes, through the deer. Like, I know, yeah. right? So that is essentially what meditation is. You can do it seated. You can do it walking. It is mindfulness. It is awareness. It is connection. And there are many ways that you can do it. Um, and in fact, I actually have a free download that I can give you if you guys want to, you can put this in the in the links if you want. If you go to my website at camikennedy.com forward slash perfect, I have a journaling prompt for perfectionists. And then I also have a meditation. And it's a short meditation. It's just a great way to start the day. And it can help you to kind of get into the realm of practicing meditation. And a lot of my type A clients, which I usually work with type A high achievers, they're like always doing something. They don't want to sit still. And they're like, I can't meditate because I can't shut off my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, it's not about shutting off your mind. Somebody told you it was that. Um, and maybe you're thinking of a monk who is meditating eight hours a day, and that's what they do as their their job, their profession. But mindfulness meditation is simply noticing. And so when you sit down for just five minutes in the morning, and you just focus on your breath, have some gratitude for your breath, and then you also just notice, oh, my brain is going, oh, you need to do laundry. Oh, you need to get this. You need- If you just start to notice your thoughts, that is what meditation is. It's just going, oh, interesting. Like, I have a lot of thoughts that are mean. And then you can start to take the next step, which is stopping identifying with the thoughts. Those thoughts aren't you. They're not real. They're just fear talking. And again, they're there to keep us safe. They might be mimicking our parents or our teachers or whoever we grew up with that told us things over and over again. And here's the paradigm shifter. When you realize you can change your thoughts and you can choose what to think, that's when your life changes. But you don't know what you're thinking if you don't sit down with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So meditation is also just becoming aware of, ooh, the first thing I think every day is, oh, these kids are so annoying, Like, right? And then you already go into your day being mad at your kids. And then you wonder why you don't have a good relationship versus going in and just being like, I prayed for these babies at one point and now they're here and they're not going to be this age for much longer. And I'm grateful that I get to spend time with them. Simply that. And you can start to change your beliefs as you walk into the day. Another thing on power patterns, what influences are you listening to? Are you watching to the news all day? I do not watch the news. And I'll tell you, I'm exposed to the news for one hour when I'm at the gym and I get triggered by it. Cause it'll just be a list of everybody who's dying of all the things that are, and I'll just like look at it once and I'll kind of like roll my eyes of like, 
if we are listening to this, if we're watching it two, three hours a day, there is a problem in your own life because you start to internalize it. You start to take it in. You start to see it as truth. Let's create our own truth for our own family unit, for our mission, for our vision. Because if we start to look at every, because listen, there's always something going wrong somewhere. Always. 2020 just happened to, to heighten that. Mm -hmm. But there has always been something going wrong somewhere. And the more you focus on something going wrong, the less you're able to make an impact in your life for the people that you are meant to serve, which might just be your family, which might be your school system, which might just be your kids, or it might be on a global scale. A lot of people have businesses, blogs, coaching. Stay on mission because that's the work that you're meant to do here. So that's what I've done. I've kind of, I addressed the global situation, but I don't dwell on it because it is a circumstance. And next year there will be another circumstance. And the year after there will be another circumstance. And our brain gets to choose what to focus on. And this is going to be triggering for a lot of you, especially the ones that are very involved in maybe politics, mm -hmm. maybe social justice. And I get it. I understand because you have a heart to serve people. You have a heart to change the world. And I, I spent some time in Africa and there was this amazing, uh, we went there for a mission trip and we, we, we kind of partnered with this um, organization called International Justice Ministry. And their whole organization, it's, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal the work that they do, but it is heavy. What they do in Africa is they are advocates. They're basically lawyers and they're advocates for women and children who are being brutally abused and taken advantage of. And that is heavy work. That is like, they're seeing the darkest of the dark of humans. And what they do every morning before they start is they have an hour long prayer session every day. And I'm getting goosebumps thinking of it because we got to take part in it. And they sang and they praised and they, you know, they they put down their challenges on the whiteboard and they prayed over it, right? They said, these are our challenges and, or but God, right? And we know that there's a way being made for us. So I'm also telling you this to say, if somebody out there, they have such a powerful ministry and a powerful mission, and they still set a time, an hour before they go. And you got to think. If you're, if you're using your mind, you'd be like, oh no, I need to go right now. Those children need me right now. Yes, it's true, but they need you grounded. They need you focused. They need you to connected. They need you in your vision. They need you on your path. They don't need you focusing on all the things that could go wrong, that can go wrong. And you have to take care of yourself. That's why that team does that. They take care of themselves. They, 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 they have to being an empath as well, right? If you're empathic mm -hmm. or if you feel things deeply, you it's a gift. It is a beautiful gift to be able to feel that. But for you to be able to go on through the world, mm -hmm. have to take care of you and you have to be in your own little bubble of protection so that you can go out into the world. So I'm saying that to say is you can still have a mission that serves people, but you also have to keep yourself whole and healthy and not get down in the muck and the mire and start to look at how it's all impossible because it will be easy to get overwhelmed if we focus on that. But if you focus on one thing, one minute, next step, next step, then you're able to make your impact. I mean, that is so true, Kami. I can remember even talking when we were going through the Create Believe Conquer Challenge, how I had the 
I had this one friend who would just dump everything on me and it would just, the negativity would just bring me down. And so I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's one of those things where once you start to create your values, which that's another part of power patterns, right? Is learning who you are, what your identity is, what your values are. And this is the things that we, I do in my coaching. But when you just start to know what's important to me and how do I want to feel, then you can start to witness and look around and be like, are the things that I say important to me? Are they showing up in my life? And if so, where do I need to set boundaries with myself? Where do I need to set boundaries with others? And it doesn't always mean leaving people behind because again, we're going to have, especially our family members, um, that they're going to see us as we used to be. And they're going to try to pull us back into the past. And so we can still have a relationship with them, but we will now create a different way that that relationship takes place. So maybe you talk once a month instead of every day, right? So those are the kind of things that you learn. Once you feel whole within yourself, once you feel worthy within yourself, you can start to have those conversations and just realize this is what's best for you and for me, because it, there's a little bit of enablement there too, right? They need to stop projecting all of their stuff and take ownership. And in the same way, you set up that boundary of protection for yourself. Yep. Sure. I love that. Okay. So power patterns, just a few meditation, morning routine, uh, focusing on what's putting going into your brain, right? I am almost compulsive about always listening to a podcast, always listening to a YouTube. Like it's almost to the point where I'm like, if I'm not listening to something, I'm like, should I be? Um, and so sometimes I, I intentionally am silent because I'm always listening to it. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, I needed that because my brain was so overactive with, with what some people call ants, automatic negative thoughts. It was so automatic with those negative thoughts that I needed to be putting positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I listened to Tony Robbins every day for like three years, the same video every morning, every morning, every morning, so that I could start to have his thoughts become my thoughts. And now the things that I say, I'm like, wow, that was really good. Like I have absolutely transformed my brain by listening to and implementing and retraining my brain. And it is possible for everyone. It's absolutely possible for everybody. I am not special in that way. We all have the same brain and the same ability mm -hmm. to be able to start to reprogram it. And let me also address this quickly too, because I was on as a guest on your last panel about mental health. I want to talk about this too. So in regards to power patterns, your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are still important. And if you oh. need to be on medication, that is also a power pattern, a tool, and asking for help and getting the help that you need while you also practice retraining your brain for positive thinking and giving yourself grace mm -hmm. that it may be harder for some people and allowing just allowing that to be okay and knowing that again look for evidence look for evidence from somebody like you with maybe a similar condition who is able to overcome it start to look at the things that they did and start to practice those things as well um, because i said everybody's brains the same it's it's True to an extent, um, of course, we have different levels of chemicals within our brain, but the practices of affirmations, like continuing to just retrain mm -hmm. your thoughts, the words that you speak is powerful, is powerful. Okay. And then the last piece of this. Um, okay. And then number three is what I call start practicing your potential. So when we get into perfectionism, when we get into people who want to do a good job, there is this fear of failure. 
there's this feel of being fear of being judged. There is a fear of uh, letting people down, letting yourself down. There's all these thoughts about doing the wrong thing, about taking the action, and then it just completely flops. So the way I take the pressure off of this process of the action is we just call it practice, practicing your potential. So your potential is this is what I desire. This is what I want. I want to be speaking on stages. I want this house. These are, this is the money. This is the impact I want to make, um, whatever it is. And then the steps that you take is simply practicing along the way. When we, when we look at it in that way, and I, I liken it to learning to ride a bike for the first time, you don't actually expect a kid. And if you have kids, you don't expect the kid to just hop on the bike and ride it. Like, here you go, go ride for four miles. That's a ridiculous expectation. But those are the expectations that we put on ourselves. Like when you first started the show or when you first started a podcast or when you first start blogging, whatever it is, mm -hmm. we expect this perfection. But just realize, like, just know you're going to fall off the bike. You're going to skin your knee. You're going to wobble around. Like you might look silly. Like all of it is part of the process and all of it is okay. And all of it is appropriate and acceptable. When you start to do that, you're just like, okay, I practiced doing a Facebook Live today. Was it great? Not really, but I, I learned. I learned what not to do. You know, I got through the nervousness of it. And then now you kept going, you kept going, you kept, and, and look at you today, right? Yep. So it's all about the practicing. And I wanna, I wanna know, okay, from the initial step, because I wanna talk about one thing that's called deception. Deception happens in the middle. So in the middle is different for everybody, but I run a lot of like six week programs or like a 12 week program. And in the middle, people start to kind of get a little lazy, maybe not show up. They start to have more self doubt. Um, and I give you this to say, this is normal. It is called deception. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is, and this happens with like a diet program, an exercise program, anything. In the beginning, you are excited and you are motivated and you are fueled by thinking about the potential, by thinking about the thing that you desire. And you're just so passionate and you have all this energy and you're excited. And then you start to get into like doing the work and you're like, oh, this is kind of dumb. And then you're like, I'm dumb. And then like all, and then like you're like, I have so long to go. And it's kind of like when you, when you start to learn more and you start to do more, you start to judge yourself more harshly. And you start to be like, oh, this is never going to work for me. And like, this is going to take me so long. That is normal. And it is called deception. So the way to get through deception is to label it and be like, oh, I'm feeling really crappy. This is deception. I knew this was coming and here it is. And reach out to somebody to say, hey, I'm in deception. Here's what's going on. And continue to show up anyway. Mm -hmm. Those are the steps. So I'm curious if from episode one to episode 75, did you reach a point of deception where you're like, this is a lot, this is too much, I can't do it. And then what did you do to overcome that? Um, yes, I did. And you actually helped me through that. Actually, Ooh. remember when I was talking about, I was doing three shows a week and it was yes. just really too much. So I decided, you know what, I'm only going to do two a week. And then there's that one show that I would do if it's somebody I really want on that I would do on a Friday. And that show that I really wanted on was Nikki Cozy Ars. And she actually came on and, but I set myself limits now to mm -hmm. when I do it. So good. I love that. So seeking the support is really the thing, right? Like it's like, because what happens when we're in deception or we start to get into deep self-judgment or overwhelm, we like put the brakes on everything. And we're just like, I'm stopping. And then we stop showing up. We stop doing our blogs, our Facebook posts, whatever it is that is supposed to run our business. 
And when we stop, it's really hard to start again. So just continue, you know, ask for help, ask for support, mm -hmm. and then just continue to practice. Show up, just be like I'm practicing today. Show up. And again, some of the things you needed to set boundaries around because you're like, oh, I, I kind of bit off more than I can chew. Uh -huh. And then it's time to just reassess. Again, it's not a failure. It's not a misjudgment. It's just, oh, I was really excited in the beginning and I had a lot of energy for this. And now not so much. Now I want to reel it back and that's okay. And we can always adjust things for different seasons. It's when we start to come from a place of obligation, that's when it gets really tough. Yep. That is a signal usually for self-care, for introspection, for a planned break or a planned vacation, because a lot of times we push ourselves so hard and it's not fun anymore. So literally stop everything, go have fun, then come back. Remember I told you to go pet the cow? Yep. You're like, I don't have time to pet the cow. Um, but what happened when you went to pet the cow? What happened after you made the time, time for that? It just felt so much better. I mean, just, just maybe if I don't, Maybe I didn't even get to pet the cow. I just was there in the presence of Maybelline the cow. I mm. mean, Maybelline's like super sweet. And now they got a baby. Now they have a baby donkey out there. Oh so. my gosh! <laughs> I love that. So all I do is send my husband pictures of baby animals, like because I want to. I want to have. That's part of my vision is that I make so much money. I have a wildlife rescue, and we have little baby deer. And so I'll just send him, and he knows. He knows we're gonna have like a baby deer outside and like flying squirrels and all the things. So I, <laughs> animals are so near and dear to my heart. I love that so much. So start practicing your potential. Those steps are just continuing to have fun, to play, to practice. Don't put the pressure on yourself. And you can even, this is really interesting. Um, the founder of Spanx, I forget her name at the moment, um, but she's female. She, she, uh, she went on Oprah and she basically like blew up her business. But what her dad did to her to prepare her for basically being an entrepreneur is every time that she would sit around the table and they would have dinner together, he would ask her, what did you fail at today? And their family celebrated the failures. So that's another way that you can celebrate. Like, what did I suck at this week? Like, what did I attempt? And it like totally bombed. And how can I celebrate that? Because everything is at one point going to be new to us. And especially when you have kids, you got to think about that. Like nobody is yelling at a baby because it can't walk like you stupid baby. Like, right. But that's what we do when we're trying something new is like, Oh, you're so dumb. Why can't, why aren't you good at this? And I was like that for so long where we just expect ourselves to be good at everything on the first try. So how can you start to just be excited and celebrate and even just have fun with you falling down? and you practicing and you failing, even a big failure. Like, well, that's cool. I'm glad I learned that. I'm glad I learned that at this point in my business because like, like I had a virtual assistant that I had for two months. It ended up not working out. And I'm, I learned a lot of lessons. And I'm so glad that that happened for me because you can think of, well, what if I had hired somebody full time? And like, what if I had to, you know, whatever. It was a very low cost to me at this point in my business. But it felt really good to know, like, okay, now I know what works, what doesn't work, and now I can move forward and learn from it. Creating your own story about what, you know, what those, what those potential failures are. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have anything else to add before I wrap up? Because I was going to wrap up with kind of talking about my academy, talking about what goes on in there. But I wanted to see if you've had anything come up while I was teaching. 
honestly, the only thing that keeps coming up is meeting you that first, what, in January? Was it January or yeah. February of this January. year? We met in person for WBC Fay, which I will forever be grateful for those people at mm -hmm. uh, the Women's Business Center of Fayetteville. It was worth the hour and 20 minute drive just to be there. They have this thing called Monday Motivations. And Cami was the speaker at the very first one. And I got up <laughs> scared to death and said, I drove an hour and a half and I have huge anxiety about driving by myself because I have been mm -hmm. in so many car accidents. But, and I guess that's how we connected that we just, I just loved your energy. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to start following her. And then before you know it, I was taking your classes and I honestly, mm -hmm. I have to give you all the props because I mean, you pushed me to where I needed to be at. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And I want to recognize you too, because you had to get in the car. You had to overcome the anxiety. You had to get up and like speak in a crowd where you weren't really comfortable. And what I say, you know, coaches do push, right? They, they push a little bit, but what really, really, really supports you is your vision that pulls you mm -hmm. because you know, I'm going to have to do some uncomfortable things, some hard things, some things that are new to me, but I know it's all worth it because of what my vision is. And the coach is there to hold you accountable for what you said. You said this was your vision. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do it then. And that's what gives you that accountability because we let ourselves off the hook a lot of times. We're like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so that is the value of having a coach. But your vision is truly what makes it worth it for you because you got to have all the people that you wanted on your, your show and more. And I'm even excited to be like, well, let me see what your new vision board is. Where are we going this year? I'm, I haven't made it yet. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm ready though. I'm ready to make it. I'm just like, okay, I'm just trying to focus on. And like I said, my word for 2021 is refined. Mm -hmm. That keeps coming up for me. This year was abundance. Yes. And I did not even realize the, when I put abundance down, what it was going to mean for 2020 with all COVID and everybody talks about how awful COVID has been. And yeah, it sucks. So many people are dying and so many people are, you know, getting sick and there's been so much turmoil in this country. But for me, it's not been, it's been a rethinking my path and trying to and discovering new things about myself that I didn't even know really existed. Cause you could ask me a year ago that I'd be on live right now chatting with you off the top of my head, I would just say, you're crazy. What have you been drinking? But still here I am today. Yes. I love that. I love all of that. Um, okay. So let me do one more thing because I created this Academy this year in 2020 as well. Um, I created like a lot of online things because I was supposed to have a retreat in person in April. And so I ended up creating this Academy that, I pulled some teachings from it and you've taken part of it too. Um, each and every month I do a, a new intensive around mindset, abundance, health, wealth, relationships, energy, spirituality, all of the things. And I'm enrolling now for the, and the website for that is different than my website. It is powerhouseonpurpose.com. If you want to drop that in the comments. Um, and if, if you they just want to connect to me, they can always get on my email list and download the free meditation too. So that's always fine. Um, but I want to let them know what the Academy is because since it's my first year, I am offering huge incentives for people to come into it. 
And I also have some scholarships. So if there's people out there who know they may need a scholarship, they can reach out to me for that as well. I have a limited amount of scholarships. So Powerhouse and Purpose Academy is the nine-month academy for women of impact. And what that means is essentially, you know you have a mission. You know that you're here to do something in this world. This could be through your network marketing business. This could be through volunteering in the community for the youth. It doesn't matter the scale of your impact. It just matters your heart, your intention, and your ability to show up for yourself and for those that you're serving. Maybe you want to come in and just improve your relationship with your partner or with your kids, setting boundaries, you know, feeling, building up some confidence and self-worth. All of that is available for you, and it's available inside of this amazing community of women who are all so supportive, so inclusive. It is such a loving community. I love being a part of it. I just love seeing everybody kind of celebrate and see what they're up to and see what they're doing and moving forward. So I want to give you an example of some of the intensives that we're doing coming up. Um, the, I have four receiving more abundance, like actual wealth, actual physical money in the bank actually has to do with recognizing the abundance you already have. When you start to have that, then you start to attract more. And you know this from if you've ever, uh, if you've ever been like at the mall, remember, remember those days when we used to go to the mall and the people at the kiosk are like yelling at you and like trying to get you to buy their hand cream or their hand lotion. You're like, no, I don't want to be any part of this because they're so like scarce and they're so like trying to get you. And that energy is just so much like, I'm going to try to get people. And have you ever been sold something that was like, really like I've been sold several cars where it was like literally the best experience of my life where I was like, this is so great. I love this car. And yes, they gave me this and they gave me that. And it was like a really abundant experience. So I want you to think of that. Or if you've ever been like on the dating scene, it, for those of us who are on the online dating scene, if you have somebody who's really thirsty and who's really trying to get your number or really trying to talk to you, you're like, no, no, I just, no, no. Right. Versus that person who's just like, I'm sufficient. I'm healthy. Happy, like I'm cool with you or without you you are attracted to that energy. That's the same way that abundance works for us. If we are graspy and we are desperate and we're trying to get and we're trying to penny pinch and we're trying to get all these things, we're repelling more abundance coming to us. But when we can feel whole, when we can say, you know what? I might have $5 to my name, but I'm gonna give this person a dollar, right? If we can start to be generous and start to feel like we're abundant, that's when we start to attract it. So that's where we're focusing a chance to take stock and inventory on what's important for us this year. And so now moving into next year, what is it that I want to leave behind? What is it that I want to recreate? Is there a new direction I want to move in? And we're going to start with something called human design. We're going to dive into that. I'm going to be having a lot of guest speakers in here on how they've revamped their entire life because it is possible to completely transform your life in any direction that you want. And then following that, I have it in the next two months. Hands down, the best people that I work with are those like you, Melissa, who are like, I'm doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm doing the thing, even when it gets hard. Like, even when my brain wants to tell me you're dumb or whatever, you're still willing to show up. You're still willing to work through it. You're still willing to look at all of those limiting beliefs and those thoughts and really get uncomfortable, right? The biggest part of personal development is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and just mm -hmm. knowing it's kind of like, I say getting new clothes. Like maybe you, you've been wearing this shirt for 10 years that's like itchy and scratchy. And you're like, why do I keep wearing this shirt? It's like actually painful. And it's like scratching my underarm. But we keep wearing it because we're like, ah, oh, I just, this is the shirt I've always worn. And like, yeah, it just itches. 
It's like, you can change the shirt. Actually, you had the opportunity to change the shirt. But what happens when you change the shirt is that new shirt, it feels different. So you're like, oh, I don't know if I like this shirt. It's like, it's like too, like, it's like too nice or the material's different. Mm -hmm. And so we have this transition of getting out of that old scratchy shirt that it was actually painful, but it it got comfortable for us to be in that pain for so long. And then we try on the new shirt that's like different and it's like silky. And we're like, I don't know how I like this silk or not. And we start to judge it. That's the transition that we go through of changing your life, changing your thoughts and becoming a new person. It's going to be uncomfortable, but ultimately you're going to like that new silk shirt. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be like, I do like this. Like, why did I hate this so much? Right? So that's how I liken it of like, have fun with it. It will be uncomfortable, but it will be also really fun. And there are so many rewards to where it will be so worth it. I've never talked to a client that's ever like, yeah, I should never have invested in personal development. And I always try to ask them like, well, what value do they think they got? And they're like, priceless. Like I got a husband and I got a house and like priceless. Like I can't put a price on my life being as amazing as it is now. And I say, absolutely. I feel the same. I've invested over a hundred thousand dollars in my personal development and I would never go back and I would, I would, I keep doing it. In fact, I'm already like, I know who my next coach is going to be. So I am on this path. I am with you. I am constantly improving and I absolutely love what I do. Now you just brought up a, a, a question. You said you already know what your next coach is going to be. So do you switch? Do you recommend switching coaches or what? Yes. Yes. So depending on where you're at, you need to be clear on where you're going and clear on what you need. And what you can do, I would recommend, is most coaches these days, not all of them, but most coaches will do a consult. So through that consult, you can determine, is this the right energy for me? Is this the right coach for me? Do they coach on what I what I am looking for? And then you can invest in that coach. And sometimes too, I'll go back to, you know, I had this one coach for four years. And again, like we're different four years later, right? Mm -hmm. I've had people coach with me for two years and then they're like, I'm good. Thanks. And they've gone on. Um, I've coached with several coaches. Like if they'll do a program, I'm like, I like you, I'm going to do this program with you. Right. Um, but it's about trusting yourself enough to know whatever coach I work with is going to get me a result. I think sometimes, and this is where your brain and other people's brains might be going is like overwhelm and confusion about what coach to be with. Get a coach. Like whoever you go with, as long as they're, they're in integrity and you connect with them personally, you're going to, to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to transform. So I don't put a lot of pressure on like, is this the right coach? Is this the right time? I'm just always saying I'm constantly always investing. And I choose to believe that everything I invest in is always going to bring me 10 X of the value. So I've just learned to trust my intuition of, Ooh, I like this person. Let me go follow this path. And then sometimes I sit on it for a while. Like this one I've been sitting on for probably six months because I'm with this other coach. I'm like, okay, I'm going to transition to this next program and I'm probably going to work with that other. Like, so you're going to have multiple for multiple things. And this is especially true when you're in business or life coaching or relationships, right? So I'm what's called a general life coach. I'm going to coach you on everything. I'm going to coach you on your life. I'm going to coach you on your thoughts in every area. If you're somebody who's like, I want a business coach and I want a business coach that has a specific business model that I want to replicate, then you go to the business coach. Now, what I would recommend though, because I did this in the beginning, you always want somebody to be coaching you on mindset. I wouldn't just go to somebody for the strategy. You need somebody that understands the mindset because the strategy, you can find a strategy for free on the internet, on a YouTube video. 
the mindset piece is what allows you to align with it. So if you have something that's too much on just take action and do this thing, you'll get stuck at some point because your brain is going to go, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. I don't know if I like their system. I don't like, and you'll get stuck in, is this the right system for me? So you need always, always need that coaching on mindset because that's where we get stuck. It's just like anything, any strategy could work for a blogger. Any strategy could work for a life coach, but we have to be 100% aligned with the strategy. And the only way to be 100% aligned with the strategy is the mindset work. Because I could give you a million dollar strategy, but if you've decided in your brain it's not for you, that strategy is not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So, so you true. always need to be working on your mindset. Yeah. And then there's some people like I, because there's some people I coach specifically on relationships, and I've had a specific relationship coach. So it comes down to trust in yourself and in just making a decision and being like, I'm 100% behind my decision, whatever happens, because this, this will also happen. No matter who you invest in, your brain will go through a, a little psychopathic moment of like, oh my gosh, did I just invest this much? Oh my gosh. And you'll go through this mm-hmm. moment of like, what is happening? Did I just do this? And you're again in that transition of becoming who you want to be. And your old ego self is like, you shouldn't have done that. That was horrible. You shouldn't have done that. So as long as you say, you know what? I've committed. This is what's right for me. And I know that this is going to get me my desired outcome. I know that it's going to change my mind. I know it's going to give me tools. That's what you got to keep telling yourself, no matter who you coach with, no matter what decision you make, you have to back your own self up and stick with your decision. I love that because who knew that I would be doing chats from the blog cabin when I took that Create, Believe, Conquer because honestly, that was not even the reason why. I just took it because I really liked your energy. I didn't know what I was going in there for and it was like mind blown. Yes. And that's such a good, I'm glad you brought that up too because I could break it down all day long on like exactly what you're going to get inside of the academy and like how many videos, but like that really doesn't matter. Your connection and your intuition of like, this just feels right for me. And I don't know why, but I'm going to do it. Like that is what makes your decisions. Mm -hmm. It's not the features and benefits. It's not how much it costs or it's, this feels right for me and I'm going to do it. So it doesn't have to be me too, because I also know like I'm, I'm my true authentic self and I know my true authentic self doesn't resonate with everybody. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, find somebody that resonates with you and also be very open that this has happened with several of my coaches Originally, when I found them, I was very triggered by them because they had the results I wanted. They had the body I wanted. They had the money I wanted. They had a beautiful house. And the way they were speaking was like, I wanted to argue with it, right? I was like, no, that's not the way life works. And I would like be so triggered by what they were saying. And that's that's actually why it's taken me like a year of listening to this next coach I'm investing in for me to get on board with what she was saying. Because what I was believing for myself at the time wasn't what she was saying, but I was like, I don't know. Like, it, I kept questioning. So also notice if somebody's triggering it with you, triggering you, give it a little longer. Because I've had this several times with several people that I listen to on podcasts where I'm like, I can't stand you. But it was because something in me was getting triggered by their success, mm-hmm. was getting triggered by how blunt they were with basically calling me out that I was wrong, right? And they're like, this is what you need to do, or this is how you need to think. So also allow those triggers to happen and explore them. And just question like, is this trigger mean like I don't align with the person? Or is this triggering me because I really want what they have? And 
what they're saying doesn't align with my current beliefs. So it's really challenging my thought process. Wow. So good. So good. Anybody that does not feel like they've been coached during this last hour, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you because you, you have certainly laid a lot of gems on us. Thank you for having me. This was so great. I love it. And I love just seeing everyone's transformation, yours and mine included, everybody in the academy. Like it's, it's so amazing to watch people put something on a vision board and then take aligned action and then see it come to fruition. I'm just like, this stuff works. Yep. It does work. Yeah. And I want to thank you again, Cammie, for being on here and to celebrate the 75th episode. Mm, thank you. So fun. So guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. Wow, I really enjoyed having Cami on Chats from the Blog Cabin today. She's been one of these um, people that have consistently, whenever I've asked her to come on for different types of topics, she's come on. She was on my mental health panel. She was on my women and race panel. And we also did a conversation where she was just herself. So I really think it's really cool that she's on today. And I really... Um, love the fact that she's always open to come on my show and you'll probably see her again in the near future because she's writing a book. So I can't wait to read her book and to get the hype up about her book. Remember, I have turned these chats in the blog cabin to not only the podcast, but also Facebook lives and YouTube. There are going to be some chats that are going to be specifically for the podcast only. So keep listening. Um, I have some uh, interesting people coming up for the next couple of weeks. So I hope you really enjoy it. Um, as always, I would love for you to rate or review this podcast so that it gets in front of a lot of different people, people listening in the ears. I know you're traveling during the holidays. So if you're listening, thank you so much for listening and continue to listen. And if there's ever a topic you want me to cover, just let me know. Just drop, um, in my email adventuresfrugalmom at gmail.com and I will be more than happy to um, chat with you to have you on the show if you want to be on the show thank you so much I hope you have a blessed day and remember keep chatting <laughs>